So, Harry, mm-hmm. tell me about your most memorable road trip experience. Okay, most memorable road trip experience. Technically not on a road. Okay. Train. On a train? Bit. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you my most memorable one that comes to mind that is podcast appropriate. Sure, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, would probably be a pretty horrible time I had traveling through Paris. I had been traveling for 17 hours on the train. Okay. It was a rough day. Between which two destinations? Between Lake Bled in Slovenia. Oh, lovely. And uh, coming back here to Leeds. Uh And uh, it was 40 degrees centigrade, Mm -hmm. which is hot. That is hot. On the train or in Slovenia? Uh, Well, I was in in France by this point. But yeah, so coming into Paris, that was the outdoor temperature. And uh, my train was delayed by two hours. I had 12 minutes to get from Paris East to Paris North, where my Eurostar direct to London was, uh, oh, was yes. departing. 12 minutes to do that, including passport checks mm-hmm. and back checks. Oh, dear. It was rough. I definitely didn't think that I was going to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I pulled out all the stops. I tightened all my straps, tightened my sandals. <laughs> <laughs> um, tightened the straps of my 80-litre rucksack that I was carrying on my back. Oh, dear. And... Uh, the minute the train stopped, I'd already walked to the very front of the train. Mm-hmm. And when the train stopped, I sprinted out. I had practiced the route and memorized the route using Google Maps and Google Street View. So I knew exactly where I was going. And I had to run upstairs. And it was like some out- outdoor steps. And it was horrible. The whole I don't know if you've been to Paris very much, but especially yeah. in that area, there is a lot of homelessness. And suddenly when it's 40 degree temperatures, you really smell it. Mm. Oh, dear. It was pretty rough. And, uh, yeah, it was the most difficult run I've ever done, that's for certain. Sure. Running through the station was pretty tough, too. I was the I was the only person in the <laughs> queue for anything. Oh, right. Okay. So they, they just, like, flagged me right through, just, like, I waved a British passport at them, and they're like, yeah, you're fine, you're fine. Oh, that's good. Um, it just sort of threw me, threw me through. There was signs that said no running. I was like, well, that's not helping anybody. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a train going to leave, and I'm going to be stuck here just, like, in in nothingness. So did you make your train? I made my train with about 30 seconds to spare, which... Impressive. I've done many times, but an international train is Mm -hmm. something else. Had you missed it, like, how late would you have been? Uh, It would have been a different day. Oh, wow. I I, I would need to spend hundreds on new tickets. Oh, wow, okay. So Yeah, it would have been uh, been a rough time. But uh, that was that. That was fun. Okay, I'm quite impressed with you for that story. (laughs) I was impressed. Yeah. I, I mean, not, of, I did not know I had that fitness in me. I was going to say, I've never seen you run. So that, <laughs> that, that, that was a revelation. Yeah, I can run. Oh, right, okay. Little bitch. Welcome back, everybody, to Beyond the Box Set, the podcast where today we are picturing prequels, sequels, and spin-off ideas to Crossroads, the final in our pop stars turned actors film mini-series festival. Yeah, festival series. Okay, anyway, that went wrong. Uh, We'll also be pitching some drinking games and hearing from our listeners with the ideas they have posted on our Facebook and Twitter timelines. But first, we're going to talk about some of our favourite moments from the original movie and catch you up with a bit of a plot summary. I am Harry, the host with the most fabulous singing voice okay and joining me as always the host 
with a happy birthday Aww. to you. Happy birthday to you. Wait, wait, I think this song is copyrighted. You. I'm pretty sure that song is copyrighted. I don't think we can do this. Happy birthday, dear oh, John. I mean, I'm loving this, but I'm just really worried about the copyright. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Oh, well, I'm very touched, but also I might edit that out in case we get charged. <laughs> so we'll see. I doubt we would. Okay, fine. Well, you're talking all over it. How are they going to? How are the computer going to find it? You were talking all over it. All right. It. Well, I'll put it out there, and we'll see what happens. Well, yeah, anyway, have a very happy birthday, listeners. Today Thank is John's birthday day of recording. It is. Um, so uh, do feel free to write in and. Wish me happy. I mean, it'll be a week. For, I'll be a week yeah. into it by the time this comes out. But sure, yeah. No, it's been a thrilling day. You know, yeah. lockdown birthdays are the best. You yeah. know, there's so much you can do. You know, it's like yeah. social whirlwind. But uh, <laughs> thank you, though. It's been nice. Good. Well, enjoyed. Being... And this and this film was a great birthday gift. I think that yeah. I gave to myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is a Patreon pick, wasn't it? It was. Yes. So this came from uh, our Patreon, Alice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she's been listening to the series and she commented that she felt like no pop star to movie star miniseries could be complete without a look at uh, mm-hmm. Britney bitch and uh, <laughs> Crossroads, her theatrical debut. And I believe her only acting credit to date. To date. Okay. Yeah. I don't think she made any other movies after this. Which, yeah. Uh, may or may not surprise you based on how you feel like she was in this yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed this. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I had a really good time with this and it wasn't, you know, I was expecting to be, I was expecting this to be like a really bad film. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh my god, Britney Spears mm-hmm. acting in a film. What, what, what kind of shit am I in for today? Sure. But this was all right. This, I, I wouldn't say that this was a bad film. It's got its moments of like, it, it makes some choices. <laughs> oh, and, and how? Yeah. <laughs> but like, I, I, this. This is nowhere near the bad film that I was expecting. No, I would agree. This film is wild. Yes. <laughs> so, first of all, the first thing I noticed... Sorry, just remembering bits of it. It's great. I know, yeah. Well, two things I noticed early on. First yeah. of all, I mean, even before the film starts, we get the production credits. And this is this film is uh, the production companies. There's two. It's, one of them is MTV. Yeah. <laughs> and the other one is Zomba Films. Never heard of them. Zomba Films, I believe, is Britney Spears' record label. <laughs> Great. Yeah. I mean, Zomba is Britney Spears' record label. It's, I think it's a subsidiary of Jive Records. Mm-hmm. So basically, I mean, it's no surprise to learn that this film is basically a 90-minute advert for Britney Spears' third album. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that, that's, yeah, that's pretty clear, mm-hmm. among other things that we'll get to in the drinking games yep. in terms of advertisements. But um, yep. yeah, it's definitely that. Um, my first drinking game that I came up with, and we will get to this, but yeah. my first drinking game that I came up with uh, before the film even started, well, I hadn't made it a drinking game at this point, but I'd, I'd said to Louise, like, how long do you think it's going to be before we see Britney in her underwear? Mm-hmm. Literally the first shot. Literally less than 30 seconds. Yeah. yeah. It's straight in there, yeah. Yeah. Hard cut to Britney in midriff bearing yeah underwear dancing to madonna yeah but uh, <laughs> great this movie yeah this movie knows this, what it this is. movie delivers it certainly does yeah, yeah. It, it, it delivers the britney spears experience whatever that might yeah. be but what was the other thing i was gonna say oh yes the other thing i noticed in the opening credits do you mm. know who shonda rhimes is no okay so i didn't think you would shonda rhimes wrote this movie shonda rhimes is now a very famous tv writer and producer mm-hmm. she writes do you know that show Grey's anatomy yeah have you ever watched it I just uh, know it. one or two. Know of it, yeah. Yeah. She does that and she does that show Scandal that Viola Davis is on. Mm-hmm. So she does like high-end trashy TV, basically. Mm. And 
but obviously in 2002 she wasn't famous so when i was like i was like oh wow shonda rhimes i guess this was an early gig for her yeah and then i mean Grey's anatomy must have surely been approaching season 10 by this point actually maybe i don't know <laughs> but all i can say is that knowing that shonda rhimes wrote it made what happens in the last half hour of this film make a lot more sense <laughs> yeah because <laughs> this film takes some soap starts some soap opera twists mm-hmm. it really does <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. But we'll get to that when we get to it. But on the whole, I would agree. I haven't seen this movie since it came out. I don't think I'd barely remember it. But Mm -hmm. um, I mean, first of all, I have to say up front, I love Britney Spears. Mm -hmm. I think she is a shining light Mm -hmm. and a pop icon and a a legend. And I think she's great. And I want nothing but good things for Britney Spears in in the world. You're not going to like my sequel. No, that's okay. That's fine. (laughs) We, We can... But yeah, I just I I just think Britney's great, and I always want to yeah. see like to see Britney being happy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, she's. I think she's very charming. Yeah. Like she's not. I was expecting her to be a bad actor. Yeah. I don't, she's know, I, not I don't know why. I, too I don't, bad. Like yeah. she's not great, but the film's not great. So yeah. it's kind of she's she's fine. She's absolutely fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a funny old film, really, because it's it really is like such a product of its time. It feels like such a time capsule of like 2002. Like peak, mm. this is like peak Britney. Yeah. One thing I know I learned about this film was that actually she came up with the story idea. Oh, did she? Yeah. Which I was like, Oh, good for you, Britney. Not that I think the story is great, but I was like, Oh, okay. This is a, at least it's a little bit personal for you. It's not just mm-hmm. something that's randomly been like, Oh, I'll do that. I guess mm. like, cause there are some quite interesting plot developments in this movie. And... Yeah, sure. And like it, it has a story. Mm. It's not, um, it's not paper thin. No. There is stuff going on and it's not all trash. Mm. It's very much not all not trash. No, there, there's some very, <laughs> very trashy elements of this movie. But but yeah, there is, there's, there's something behind it that you can sense has like a, even if the movie doesn't necessarily deliver it, that has like a human side to it and a little bit of, mm. I don't know, you can tell that there's something about it that she brought to it that is part of herself. Because the, yeah. the best acting she does, because she's not a very good actress. And I don't mean that too mean to her, but she's not. She's mm-hmm. like, She's not terrible. She's most of this movie. She's fine. Like the dialogue's not that great mm-hmm. anyway. Um, but the bits that get really emotional, I was like, well, pretty, you're just selling this. Like mm-hmm. you're not wooden. You yeah. know, the, the, the moments are at, with her relationship with her mom are actually very mm-hmm. heart wrenching. Yeah. So yeah, I would say good on Brittany. I feel like this came from a, something of a true place for her. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So this came out in 2002, like the absolute height of Britney Spears' career. This mm-hmm. is like when she's at that, well, like I said, it's an advert for her third, third album. It's, it's She's in between album two and album three. So this is like post-Oops, I did it again. Mm-hmm. Around the time of I'm a Slave for You. kind of It's mm-hmm. that kind of chapter of Britney. Yeah. That's the only song from the third album that's not in this film. And I was like, why not? Because <laughs> all the song, all the other singles from the third album are, are, are in this film. They're like right, crowbarred yeah. in. For some reason, Slave for You doesn't show. I guess it's not quite as easy to, to like mm-hmm. crowbar into a story about a sweet little mm-hmm. innocent girl or not so innocent girl. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, Anyway, yeah, yeah. I found this film to be very short, yeah, and very enjoyable. <laughs> Remarkably short, isn't it? it? Is, it, it really I think that's probably a product it. of the the stuff that we had to put ourselves through more recently. True, true, true. Yeah, I mean that Whitney one that was like two and a half hours long. Uh, yeah, Dream Girls being like two hours long. And, yeah. No, this is this is an MTV movie. It's yeah. it's yes. like an extended music video. Mm-hmm. When we were ten, growing up in Georgia, Mimi Kid and I knew exactly what we wanted out of life. So we put our dreams in a box and we buried it. We have to keep it dry. (laughs) 
We made a pact to dig it up at midnight, the day of our high school graduation. Pack it down. Let's be best friends forever. We will. Now, I don't even remember what our wishes were, except for one. We wish that we'd be best friends forever. Well, that wish didn't come true. Yeah. Should we talk plot summary? Definitely. Excellent. Okay. So, Crossroads, released 2002, mm-hmm. starring Britney Spears. Um, also, <laughs> Zoe Saldana. It's got one hell of a cast. It, it's got, yeah. And it, I think it's just a happy coincidence that all of these three ladies went on to have, in different, in very different ways. Extremely different they've ways. They've had three <laughs> very different careers, but they've mm-hmm. all done well for themselves. So it's mm-hmm. Britney Spears, yeah. Zoe Saldana. Mm-hmm. Who, does she age? remarkably not no. she looks the same yeah this movie's 20 years ago yeah and taryn manning who also actually does she age she also looks kind of the same yeah like, that yeah that's a weird one isn't it yeah but how old are these people now like i i thought that i i genuinely thought that zoe saldana and taryn manning were both like 30s well they'll probably something. be late 30s early 40s probably early 40s at this point i would say okay must be realistically if they were i say if in they're like early, early 20s, 20s then yeah. it'd be early 40s now yeah yeah, yeah. that 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 tracks yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but like this, the age I was thinking they were when like Zoe Saldana started in Marvel or mm. she had an appearance in Pirates of the Caribbean, the first one, mm. and Taron Manning was in Orange's New Black season one. I'd be like, yeah, these these people, how, I don't know. Yeah, that's what they look great. Yeah. Like, you know, they've both done very well. Yeah. As has Britney. I'm not, I'm not saying anything bad about Britney, but you know, mm. she's had her own life. But yes, it stars the three of them. And we open with a flashback to their childhoods. These are three Mm -hmm. like childhood best friends. Yeah. And we open with a flashback to the three of them bearing a time capsule. Yeah. So they're bearing a classic little time capsule filled with all their memories. And and they promise to be best friends forever. Yeah. And then we cut to eight years later Mm -hmm. and it's boom, straight in, no no fuss, Britney Spears, midriff out, just just dancing in her underwear to Madonna's uh, Open Your Heart song. Mm -hmm. And... Yeah, wearing a cowboy hat for no reason. Just <laughs> it's still it's just had, had to get it in there. Somehow. It's deliv it's delivering Britney. Yeah. yeah. So she's dancing around in her underwear, uh, but we learned shortly after the scene that Britney, despite her banging bod, she's the valedictorian mm-hmm. of um of her is, class. What is that? It's like the the, the best. Yeah, basically, it's like the class president or kind. Of, I think okay. I, we don't really do it here in the UK, but it generally goes to the student who gets like straight A's and right. you know is the most high achieving student of the year. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, she's the valedictorian, and she's also a massive nerd who's never been able to lose her virginity because mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> yeah, that's believable. She, I mean, I'm I, I'm fine with the case of like somebody who's super attractive and being able to, but like Britney being a massive nerd. Yeah. That was it's just, it's no, no sorry. Those, come on. Those were, <laughs> Carrie, come on. Those were clearly the abs of an indoor girl. You know, she was, that was a girl who ne- never left the house, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She just sits and eats chips and watches. You know, geeky t- yeah. That, that's Britney all over. Yeah. No, she, yeah, she's a big nerd. Uh, her father is Dan Aykroyd, mm-hmm. who is very controlling mm-hmm. and is pressuring her to, become a doctor like to do a medical degree yeah basically her life is pretty much set uh, he's a single dad uh, but what she really wants to do of course because it's pretty she wants to be a singer and a dancer she wants mm-hmm. to be a musician but she's burying that dream because you know her dad is all she's got and all this kind mm-hmm. of stuff so that's her and she's drifted apart from the other two best friends from her childhood mm. one of whom has grown up to become zoe saldana 
who uh, is now like the rich, popular, mean girl. Yeah. Who's engaged to her college boyfriend. Yeah. At the age of 17. Yeah. Like, I know yeah, America's really, a bit I weird. I don't really but... think about that because I, I kind of forget that they're supposed to be like 17 or, yeah, or, 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 or whatever age because I know them all now as, as actors that I think are in their 30s or whatever. Yeah. And, and, like, and they all look largely the same. The same yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah not that they look old in this. Like, they don't look super old for the part. I mean, no. they, they do all look older than 17, yeah. but not like unbelievably so. No, I agree. I, it's, I don't know. I, I don't know if this is sort of more common in America or not, but like the idea of being engaged at the age of 17 is just very strange to me. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah that, that was an odd plot point, but yeah, she's engaged to her boyfriend who's away at college in California. Yeah. Uh, and then the other one has grown up to be Taryn Manning. <laughs> what could go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? Yeah. And the other one's grown up to be Tara Manning, mm-hmm. uh, a.k.a. Pensatoki from Orange is the New Black. Mm-hmm. And she has, she's kind of an outcast and she's kind of poor and lives in a trailer park. Yeah. Uh, and she's also pregnant. Mm-hmm. So she's, she's, she's your classic kind of high school dropout. She's not dropped out, but she's, you know, she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. Life isn't looking great for her. She's pregnant at 17. That's yeah. very seldom a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. So the three of them have, are no longer friends, mm-hmm. but it is the prom. No, the, mm-hmm. the year is over, so they all end up meeting at the prom, but they're not really talking to each other anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, Zoe Saldana is just like totally above it all. You know, mm-hmm. she, she's got a new clique of friends. Uh, Britney's too busy being a, a nerd. Uh, Tara Manning is kind of trying to bring them. Britney's up. trying to lose her virginity to Justin Long. Oh yes, that's the thing. So Britney, Britney can't. Britney just cannot get rid of her virginity. She just can't. She just can't give it away. <laughs> no one will take it. <laughs> Oh, Brittany. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I mean, it is very much, again, so much of this movie is so of its time. And one of the main things is that Brittany's virginity is a major plot point of this movie. Like, <laughs> it really did take me back to like those very inappropriate days of Baby One More Time when her mm-hmm. virginity was literally like, you know, <laughs> such, a, such a topic of conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. But yeah, this Britney just can't give it away. So she's um, so she's made a pact with her nerdy best friend played by a very young Justin Long mm-hmm. um, that they will sleep together just so they can take each other's virginity before they go to college. Yeah. So Justin Long, he, he's settling for Britney. He's settling. <laughs> <laughs> he's just doing her a favor. He's doing her a favor. Well, they're doing yeah. each other a favor. Yeah. yeah. But she can't go through with it. Mm-hmm. When the time comes, you know, she get we get another... We get yet another underwear shot, mm-hmm. drink. Um, <laughs> but she just can't, she's not feeling it. She's not in love with Justin Long. Yeah. Somehow the fact that he's literally begging for sex doesn't <laughs> doesn't turn her on at all. <laughs> it's, very, it's, it's hilarious. It's it's very unedifying, the poor yeah. guy. He's literally begging her to stick it in or yeah. to let him stick it in. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Please, Lucy, come on. Please, I'm, I'm begging you. Please, let's just do it, please. Okay. 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 Yeah? Yeah. You can do it. Okay. So let's... Uh, I'll go this way. Okay. And I'll okay. go this way. Okay. Okay. Let's do this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Please don't laugh. You're, you're killing this. No! Don't you want your first time to be special? Oh, yeah, but this is special. Listen. Do you want to spend the rest of your life Knowing that you did it for the first time with your lab partner? Yes, yes, I do. And I'll tell you why. Because yeah. do you know what it's like for a guy to go to college a virgin? Henry. No, I'm telling you, they, 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 they're ostracized. You know, they treat them like lepers. I'm sorry. So she can't do it. 
And Taron Manning, meanwhile, is at the prom trying to convince both of them to go back and dig up their time capsule from the mm. start of the movie. Yeah. And they both say no, because Britney's got to go and lose her big V and Zoe mm-hmm. Zardana has just got other things, you know, she's got better things to do. Mm-hmm. But then because Britney ends up not losing her virginity that night, she ends up meeting Taron Manning. Yeah. And it turns out Zoe Zardana's had a change of heart as well. For seemingly no reason. No, there was some bit about the band and some stuff back. I don't know. Yeah. But there wasn't any big reason, but whatever they reconnect. Mm-hmm. Although I'd, we can't move away from the prom without discussing how ridiculous the prom was. <laughs> Go like, on. A lot of the prom scenes just happen in like a hotel lobby, but in the middle of dialogue scenes, there'll just like be a random explosion of glitter in their face. <laughs> Did you notice that like glitter would just rain down on them? Yeah, it looked quite uncomfortable. And, but nobody was like throwing it or firing it. It was just mm. there. I don't know. That made me laugh. <laughs> but anyway, the three of them meet up again at the old spot and they do, they dig up their time capsule. Well, that's the way that the three of them met up because, so they didn't particularly plan it this night, you because yeah. two of them dropped down. Mm. So Pentatucky shows up. I'm just mm. going to... Sure. Yeah, yeah, you can call her Pentatucky. Yeah. Um, well, Taryn Manning shows Taryn up. Manning, yeah. She shows up she, as the only person who was going to do it. She's very unhappy about it. Mm-hmm. She's not prepared in the slightest. Zoe Saldana is there with a torch. Yeah. <laughs> so, great, you've got a torch, but now what? And then Britney shows up with a spade. <laughs> like, that all works together. Like, yeah. one person knows where it is, one person's got a torch, one person's got a spade. That That's great. But none of them planned it. <laughs> They're a perfect trio. Yeah. Where did Britney get her spade? We don't know. Where did she get a spade? What was she planning to do with it? How is she, how she going to know where to where to put it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I, don't, I can't answer that question. But they did. They... <laughs> I'm not. Believe me, John, I am not asking no, you to. Fine, yeah. This film is not asking you to. No, it's really. This film is not one. It's not a thinker, this film. Mm-mm. So they dig up the uh, their time capsule and it's full of old photos of them as children. And yeah. they... Obviously, that makes them reminisce about old times and they kind of, you know, they remember what it was that made them friends back in the day. Mm-hmm. And then Tara Manning tells the other two that she is going tomorrow on a road trip to L.A. Mm-hmm. to audition to be a singer. So yeah. There's like a competition to win a record contract. Yeah. Even though she's like three, four months pregnant. Yeah. Her pregnancy is undefined, like in terms of how It's undefined, but she's clearly showing. She's showing. Yeah. Everyone knows. Yeah. Uh, so she wants to go to L.A. and audition to be a singer. And the other two are like, no, 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 we've got our own plans. You know, Britney's got to stay with her dad and mm-hmm. Zoe Saldana's getting married. She doesn't want to go on a road trip. Mm-hmm. But then the next day they have changes of heart. Yep. And they end up meeting her. Zoe Saldana, because she can't get in touch with her boyfriend in college, he keeps fobbing her off whenever she calls him. So she mm-hmm. wants to, and he's in California. So she wants to go drive down with her, with Tara Manning so that he, she can confront her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And then Britney wants to meet up with her estranged birth mother who mm-hmm. is uh has, who left her when she was three years old yeah yes yeah, so she was abandoned at the age of three with her dad and she's not seen her mom since then but she rationalizes that her mom must have her reasons and if they actually meet up face to face again they'll definitely reconnect and it'll everyone will yeah. be happy ever after yeah so she but her dad dan Aykroyd is not supportive of this in the slightest he refuses to allow it he won't tell Brittany anything about her mom's life or why mm-hmm. she left her she's just he just, he just, he just won't have that conversation. Mm. So Brittany has to sneak away in the middle of the night, leave a note on his um, bed and then just, yeah, the three of them hop in a car, which is being driven by this random guy called Ben, played by Anson Mount, who Tara Manning is just kind of hooked up with, I guess. Yeah, it seems to, yeah. It's not really defined how she became, how she encouraged him to, well, he was in the band, actually. He was in the band that was playing at prom. Yeah, that's right. And there was a rumor going around at prom, I think, that he'd just got out of jail for murder. Yeah. <laughs> which becomes a whole plot point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so the, the four of them, the three girls and Ben, the possible murderer, they, mm-hmm. they, uh, they set off on the road. 
the three girls are incredibly nonchalant about the fact that he may be a murderer. I mean, it becomes a running joke. It does become a running joke, but it's the kind of running joke where they don't really seem to be taking it particularly seriously. No, they don't. But also, he's not showing any sort of murderous behaviour. No, true. Like, he, he's being a proper stand-up guy to them. Well, he, in part. He, he does defend them against the other predatory man we'll get to it we'll get to it yeah but, but it, it just it just really made me laugh there's a line somewhere along the lines early on where tara manning says well he might have killed someone yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. they just seem incredibly like yeah just nonchalant about it i don't know mm-hmm. like unconcerned um <laughs> anyway but they're on this road trip and the, of course the car breaks down yeah because it's a road trip movie so of course oh, yeah. the car blows a gasket and because britney's got a mechanic for a dad she immediately diagnoses the problem but she can't fix it mm-hmm. it's going to cost them thousands they're stranded in some random backwater town they mm-hmm. already didn't have a lot of money anyway because they've been they've been renting out cheap motels but fortunately as luck would have it there's a karaoke contest in the local bar <laughs> great great we all know where this is going <laughs> so tara manning is supposed to be the singer mm-hmm. so she steps up and Brittany and zoe sardana are supposed to be the backing vocalist mm-hmm uh, but Britney is a backing vocalist. Britney is a backing vocalist, yeah, of course. You, you I, can't dim that I, shine. I, I loved this whole scene because it's just an elongated scene of like, no, Britney, you should sing lead. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so they get up there. Wonder whose idea that was. And Tara Manning is immediately overcome with stage fright. Mm-hmm. She can't get any words out. Mm. It's mortifying. So she begs Britney to step up. And Britney reluctantly swaggers into the spotlight. Yeah. Once again, just wearing a bra, <laughs> drink. <laughs> new haircut drink yep uh, and sings i love rock and roll mm-hmm. which was another single from her third album sure. yeah. <laughs> yeah so and the crowd goes nuts like i mean of course they would it's a drunken crowd of like frassy boys but they they donate like what two two, two million dollars or something tens of thousands of dollars <laughs> it seems to their fund yeah it's a very large jar and it gets immediately filled with with green money it's it's, mm-hmm. in, it's insane. Yeah. There's a lot of Britney in the secret in the karaoke sequence walking around a stripper pole. Yeah, and I was like, when is she going to jump on it? Oh no, yeah. she's not. Okay. No, was... she never did. Mm. I really thought that was going to be a thing she did. It was strange because like before they come out on stage, they say, "Okay, girls, let's do this really sexy." Yeah, Got, right, really sexy. Then and then they start putting on just like little bits of clothing. I'm like, okay, they're going to do a striptease. This is awkward. Yeah, <laughs> but it never they happens. Don't, they don't. They don't. The backing singers don't, don't do anything sexy, particularly, no. other than just stand there and sing and move their arms a little bit. But, I did like how Tara Manning and, Bri- went and Britney just walks around a pole. Yeah. Um, even by Britney's standards, that's disappointing. It was pretty low energy, yeah. Yeah. But I loved how Tara Manning went from being completely incapacitated with stage fright, whereas mm. as soon as she gets to being a backing singer, she's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's fine. Like, yeah. she's, li- she's living in that moment at that point. But anyway, of course, the crowd goes nuts and they raise all the money they need. And, uh, yeah, they're celebrating. But then later that night in the same club, the girls are all dancing and some guy tries to hit on Britney mm-hmm. and he gets quite handsy with her. Mm-hmm. He, he crosses the line big time. And Ben, the possible murderer, he steps up and he punches that guy out and they all run mm-hmm. out of the club. So then Britney's like, oh, okay, this this guy might be... He's the one. He's, he might be a nice guy. Yeah. yeah. He might be the one, yeah. And then we, we cut to the next day and they're on the road again. And Ben is very, very tired from all his... I guess all his punching mm-hmm. uh, and he falls asleep in the back of the car. So the three girls take over because before this, Ben has been very possessive about who gets to drive the car. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's a boy's car. It's his car. He has to drive it. They have to stay in the back and listen to boy music, rock and roll. Yeah. But now he's asleep. So the three girls jump in the front and they're driving the car. 
and they are playing Shania Twain and singing along to Shania Twain because it's a, it's a movie from 2002, so Shania Twain is the music. So mm-hmm. they're, they're all singing along to Man, I Feel Like a Woman or something. Mm-hmm. And then Ben wakes up and has a <laughs> bizarre toxic masculinity meltdown that I didn't understand in the slightest. His tantrum was like... Oh, what is it from Monty Python? Like the League of Extraordinary Walks or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just walking around kicking things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then he's just, yeah he's having this full tantrum, and then Brittany kind of walks up to him and says, "Hey, hey, what's wrong?" And and he's like, "Look, I'm a dude. <laughs> I need to do guy things. Don't you understand? I'm in a car with three chicks. Do you know what it's like to be surrounded by three chicks? And it's like, it's he's got some issues. Like, yeah." Just like having to listen to Shania Twain for like three minutes just sends him into this insane spiral. Yeah. And then Brittany just apologizes. She's like, you yeah. know what? I understand completely. You're right. I'm in the wrong here. <laughs> Clearly, this is my issue, not yours. <laughs> Sorry, I'm so girly. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. It really is. <laughs> We're sorry. I've been in a car full of chicks for days. Okay, do you have any idea what it's like being surrounded by girls all the time? Okay, but being a girl yourself, yeah, that, I know, stupid question. Jeez, duh! But I'm a guy, okay? I'm a guy, just a guy. And, and I have been listening to nothing but girl talk and watching you all do your, your girl things for days. And I'm not complaining, because let's face it, I'm outnumbered, but that's my car. It's in my car, and it's just... <laughs> It's the one thing that hasn't been taken over by checks. Okay. Okay. But for some reason, this makes her warm to him. Mm-hmm. It's because he shows his emotional side. By displaying full toxic masculinity? Sure, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fine. It's 2002, yeah. Um, <laughs> but also on the road trip. So now, you know, now they've kind of broken down his barriers, I guess. And now he's talking to them and like, well, at least Brittany is talking to him. Mm-hmm. And they're getting to know each other a little bit. And they find out that, shocker, he's not a murderer. Thank God. <laughs> what he actually did, he did go to jail, though. The film goes taking such a dark turn right there. If like, yeah. oh, yeah, no, I, I murdered two I people. Fully, I fully murdered a woman, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I chopped her up and burnt her body, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it suddenly it becomes like, yeah. I've still got the skull, yes. Yes, it, it just becomes a full horror movie. That'd be yeah. great. If it just became the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, sure. Yeah. But no, that's not where this movie's going. No. no. It turns out he did go to jail, but he went to jail... And get ready for this. He went to jail because he kidnapped his stepsister from her abusive father and took her across state lines to be with her mother. Mm-hmm. And that's a crime. He's such a good hearted he boy, is isn't he? Prince. He went to prison for the right reasons. <laughs> oh, and you can great. literally hear Britney's knickers dropping as he tells this story. <laughs> Virginity's getting all warmed up. It's warming up. It's warming up, yeah. So obviously they're very impressed by that. And they end up uh, camping out overnight in mm-hmm. a in a desert. Yeah. Um, in, Why? In, I guess there's no hotels. Like, like, well, they said that they're an hour away from the hotels or whatever. Mm. Oh, but it's getting dark. I guess we should camp up here. Have you ever arrived somewhere in the dark? It's fine. <laughs> maybe they don't have bre- <laughs> Maybe they don't have lights. Who knows? We never see them driving in the dark. It's hard to tell. Sure, sure. But like... Be coyotes and all sorts in the desert. No, I I agree. I feel like the desert is more dangerous. But, yeah. <laughs> but we all know why this scene has to happen. Because, well, yes. Because they're all camping out and we end up with Brittany and 
band alone by the campfire mm-hmm. and she's scribbling away in a little notebook you know, she's always <laughs> scribbling and he's always like what are you writing she's like it doesn't matter i don't, I don't want to tell you mm. and then eventually because now they've bonded a little bit and they've learned about each other she finally admits that she's been writing some poetry <laughs> some poetry <laughs> <sighs> when i tell you like <laughs> when she read out the first line of i'm not a girl not yet a woman <laughs> I like fully screamed. Like, I'd forgotten that this was what happened. Like, yeah. Th- I mean, I know this is a visual medium, but this was my face for this entire scene. <laughs> I was so clean. manically mouth open. Manically, when I realized, I was like, oh my God, it can't be. Oh my God, it is. Oh no, it is. <laughs> okay, what are you always writing in there? Poems mostly. Can I hear one? Okay. One. You can't laugh. Okay. I used to think I had the answers to everything, but now I know that life doesn't always go my way. It feels like I'm caught in the middle, and that's when I realize that I'm not a girl. I'm not yet a woman. All I need is time. Just a moment that's mine. And while I'm in between, I'm not a girl. I liked it. It's very powerful stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like move over Simon Armitage. This is this is <laughs> high quality poetry. But he's very very moved by this. <laughs> it was so stupid. It really like, is. Because did, did you recognize I'm sure Louise did. I'm sure Louise probably had the same reaction as me but did you realize what it was when she started reading those lyrics no because i don't know the song that's what i meant the, i didn't think he would yeah. yeah but but when it when 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 she said the line i'm not a girl uh but not yet a woman or something like that and i was like oh dear oh no yeah. <laughs> oh no <laughs> i know what this is yeah, okay so you got there yeah great <laughs> so she does that and that's a very very authentic bonding moment between yeah. the two of them and then the road trip continues and they arrive at Brittany's mom's place. So Brittany mm-hmm. jumps out of the car and they leave her there and she's like, well, it's been fun, but now I'm going to see my mom and everything's going to be great again. Bye. Mm-hmm. And she knocks on the door of her mom who she's not seen since she was three years old. You know what concerns me about these sort of the films of this era? Mm-hmm. When this sort of stuff happens, when, when she's like, okay, great. So you guys carry on and I'll, I'll be fine. What if you're not fine? You don't have a mobile phone. Yeah, nobody has a mobile phone in this movie. What, yeah. are, what, what are you... What it's are, supposed to be like the last... What are you going to do? Like, call the landline of the hotel that they're supposed to get to or something. Yeah, how just, are they communicating? Ho- hope that everything works. How did the world work before we had mobile phones? I can, just, I can just about understand, like, when everyone has a house phone. Sure. Mm. But, you know, there was a time where that even wasn't a thing. How on earth did anybody do anything? It, it was it was rough, Harry, but it's all we knew. It, was it all doesn't we knew. make any sense to me. I, I don't know what to tell you. It was it was it was we did what we had to do. Yeah. Anyway, so Brittany knocks on her mum's door, who she's not seen since she was free. Yep. Um, and who should open the door but Kim Cattrall from Sex in the City, mm-hmm. dressed inexplicably as Steve Irwin's Crocodile Hunter. Did you notice this? She was like, <laughs> I didn't. She was like full in full like. Do you remember Steve Irwin, Crocodile Hunter, the guy? Who, yeah, yeah. The guy got killed by the Stingray. Yeah. Um. He always he always would wear like those kind of green army style. Mm. Kim Cattrall was dressed like that basically. Yeah. If you if you picture Steve Irwin, Crocodile Hunter, that's what Kim Cattrall was dressed as in this scene. <laughs> Don't know why. Yeah. So this is her mom. She's seeing her for the first time since she was free, and the mom's not happy to not happy to see her. Like it's clearly an uncomfortable moment, mm-hmm. and. 
then they have a very harsh conversation, <laughs> but not on camera. Mm-hmm. It's like we, we, it just cuts away. It, it was weird. I, I, I feel like I phased out at this point, but I'm yeah. not sure if I did. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. That scene did not was not in the movie. Right. Okay. Yeah. Basically, the mom kind of sits down and says, "Look, we need to talk." And I'm like, "Oh, it's going to get really dramatic now." Yeah. And then it just cuts to the hotel room. Mm. I guess maybe either they never filmed that scene because they thought it'd be too upsetting, mm-hmm. or maybe it didn't turn out well in the edit. I don't know. It, it seemed mm. weird not to share it because it's like the center point of her emotional story, mm. and we just don't see it. Yeah. But then she turns up at that. So the next thing we see of Brittany is that she turns up at the hotel again. She's, it's rained. She's wet. It's rained. She's wet. Yeah. yeah. Drink. Um, <laughs> she's, but she's very sad because her mom has told her that she was an accident, basically. Yeah. And like I said, actually, I was impressed by Britney Spears as somebody who's clearly not an actress. Mm-hmm. In this scene, she's I, I got a little bit sad. Oh. She was very, she was very like vulnerable in this moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Britney. Like it was nice. I don't know. I don't know. It was. It was. It was. It was a nice little scene. Mm. It didn't make a lot of sense to me the story, but it mm. was a nice moment for her because we see that her mother has had other children, basically. Mm. Yeah. And what Brittany says to Ben, the boyfriend guy, mm-hmm. uh, is that apparently her mum just says, "Look, she never wanted me. I was a mistake." Mm. And her mum said that her dad forced her to have. Forced mm-hmm. Kim Cattrall to have Britney Spears. Yeah. Which immediately made me think, well, Dan Aykroyd is the villain of this film then. <laughs> I already suspected it a little bit, but he's yeah. clearly the villain. If he's yeah. forced a woman to have a baby against her will, yeah. that's yeah. very dark. That's yeah. incredibly dark. Yep. Because also I was like, why not just have Kim Cattrall say, look, I got pregnant while I was way too young. Mm-hmm. I don't. I didn't want kids and I don't want kids and it's really sad, but I had to leave you because I don't want, I just don't, I'm just not a natural, like that wouldn't make mm-hmm. or like, more sense. Or like, I didn't want kids then. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you know, I've had, I've had kids now and when, when they came, I was ready. Mm. But when I had you, I wasn't ready. And so I gave you away and I could never, I could never face the fact that I did that. And so mm. I just, yeah. I, mo- I, I, like I moved needed, on. We needed to see the conversation because it just, it yeah. felt very strange and very cruel. Yeah. Because it doesn't really explain what Kim, Cattr- what Kim Cattrall's reasons are. Mm. Other than that maybe Dan Aykroyd raped her. <laughs> it's It really paints him as the villain. I really think this film paints him as the villain, but I don't mm-hmm. think the film knows it's doing that. But it was... No, because it's told from, from Britney's point of view and it's and like... she idolizes her father, yeah. Yeah, and because he's her father and like he's been there for her and mm-hmm. it's difficult it's, so yeah it's difficult to make him the villain when like if he hadn't have done what you know you're assuming is a villainous act yeah based on the evidence that we've been given then if that hadn't happened then our main character who was supposed to fall in love with just wouldn't exist true 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 so i don't know it's a difficult one yeah but also i was the other thing i was wondering in this scene was that when britney leaves dan Aykroyd at Back mm. in their hometown, yeah, to go on this road trip. He, she leaves him a note and says very specifically what she's going to do. Mm-hmm. She's like, "I'm going to go f- get back in touch with my mother who has mm-hmm. abandoned me." So he knows where she's going. He might not be able to like follow her to every stop, mm. but he knows where she's going. Yeah. Why wouldn't he just call Kim Cattrall and be like, "Look, I know we've not spoken in twenty years, but yeah. our daughter is on her way to you. So just be prepared." Mm-hmm. I'm just like, le- there's no indication that he's done that. Yeah. Which makes me think. They're not speaking. Yeah. Which makes me think he raped her. Right. Okay. I really feel like this movie is telling me that Dan Aykroyd is a bad guy. Okay. And that, I couldn't yeah. get past that. But totally could be. He could be. Yeah. But that's not where this movie goes with. Mm. Anyway, whatever. So Brittany's very sad. She's, 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 she's crying. She's crushed. You mm. know, there is a difference between rape and forcing someone to have a baby. 
Well, okay, maybe they're be, 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 because, because because the latter of that takes nine months. True, true. Okay, yeah, it could be they had consensual sex, but then he forced. Her I mean, to yeah, the, the baby. The, yeah, there the, the could be a lot more quite dodgy stuff going on after yeah. that. But, just the, uh, the phrase "he forced me to have the baby" just really set alarm bells off for me. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It, it was just weird that the movie like dropped that out there and then didn't really feel like it needed to contextualize that in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter uh, in in this context. So. Britney's very, very upset, uh, but Ben cheers her up by setting her poetry to music. <laughs> so he plays the piece. He's like, look, I, yeah. I took that, that poem that you wrote, this, that very deep poem about mm-hmm. how you're neither a girl nor a woman mm-hmm. yet. <laughs> and he, and he, he plays the piano mm-hmm. and uh, she starts singing along and it, magically it's a hit single. I'm not a girl nor yet a woman. You know what I liked about this scene? Uh-huh. Two things. Okay. Um, first of all, there was no hard cut to a studio recording. No, it's just him in a lobby with a piano. Yeah, yeah as in like it, it never hard cuts to her audio oh, no, has she's been recorded sing- in the studio. She's genuinely singing it. Yeah, yeah in in that scene, and yeah. that's that's good because you don't see that often in, in like in, including with many actors who are singers, mm-hmm. and also that them creating the song actually felt like they were creating the song. Because it wasn't like he played a little bit and then suddenly they just burst into the single. True, she did figure out the melody. Yeah. You're right, right. I I thought that was nice too. I appreciated them then putting that little bit of effort into like, oh, this is how the melody goes. Oh, should I go like this? Should I go like that? And a little back and forth and you see it kind of building. And then they don't even sing the whole song there and then. Like that's just the start of their rehearsal, Mm. essentially. Yeah. And then comes up on stage later, doesn't it? Yeah. No, you're right, actually. I, 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 I noticed that as well. I thought they did, if nothing else, they did make the creation of the song if not realistic then at least a little bit more you know a little bit na- more natural, natural feeling, feeling. Yeah. yeah i i would agree i'll, I'll give you that yeah. So, yeah so that cheers her up a little bit and then i can't remember if this was now or earlier on but at some point she has a drunken night with the girls with mm-hmm. zoe saldana and taryn manning and they kind of properly they kind of bond over their shared trauma <laughs> i just remember one thing about this so that they're talking about all their shared trauma and um there's did you notice there's a lot of hard cuts in this yes very hard cuts yes yeah. So there's one bit where, well, the first first of all, they start getting drunk and they're all wearing like full faces of makeup and they've been yeah. out or, or maybe they are out or something. I, don't I know. think it was but after like, the karaoke scene, yeah. But like, and, you know, they're still wearing their, some of their best clothes. Mm. By the way, the costumes in this, mm-hmm. where do they keep all those clothes? It's a small car. Massive suitcases. Yeah. <laughs> a TARDIS of a, of a trunk in that car. 100%, yeah. And then there's, there's, a, there's a hard cut to suddenly like the conversation is still carrying on, mm. like in, in flowing exactly as it was. But now... They've all taken all their makeup off and they're all wearing their pajamas and like eating ice cream or something. Of course, yeah. Um, which is great. No, they're not just eating ice cream. They've ordered a full tray of pudding, like food. Yeah, room service. Yeah. Yeah. To, to which I'm wondering, like, with the, these 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 three very thin women, these skinny bitches. Yeah. Yeah, they're not. They're not eating ice cream. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I know one of them's eating for two, but come on. Yeah. And then the conversation, as it still carries on with its natural flow, it then hard cuts to the morning yeah, and they're just, all sat outside in keeps, their, still in their pajamas just as though they've been talking yeah. all night and they're still talking about this like heavily deep stuff. Like so Saldana talks about how she doesn't trust her husband or whatever and mm. Pensatucky talks like she then in the morning like just what's well, supposed to be like eight hours later or something, but it's two seconds later, just yeah, reveals her little backstory. You know how this scene could have it's, been improved uh... massively if they were all doing like massive amounts of cocaine through the whole thing. Just like, <laughs> it just keeps going. <laughs> yeah. Not that kind of movie, but I agree. No. It is weird how it, the time jump, the time cuts are very strange. Yeah. But yeah, in this scene, they all kind of open up about their own individual vulnerabilities. So mm-hmm. Zoe Saldana 
talks about her fiance and how she doesn't really know she can trust him, but also about how she, when she was a kid, she got sent to fat camp every year by her mother, who was very controlling. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brittany obviously talks about how her mother abandoned her and how that made her feel. Yeah. And then Tara Manning reveals probably the biggest reveal, which is that, that her her baby, her pregnancy, mm-hmm. is the result of date rape. Mm-hmm. She was ra- she was date raped uh, one night yeah. by a guy drinking from a blue beer bottle. <laughs> Which we'll get to. Uh, yeah. I could sense the Sherlock Holmes moment coming a mile off. The pipe was lit. Yeah. <laughs> the pipe was lit. Uh, so yeah, so they've all bonded and Brittany's had a failed interaction with her mother and all that. All that's happened. So finally they arrive in LA and Zoe Saldana keeps calling her boyfriend, but he just keeps fobbing her off. He's yeah. like, look, I'm busy. I'm studying for finals. I can't possibly see you. Mm-hmm. And she's not, the girl is not reading the signs. She's really not. Uh, she's deluding herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so her and Taryn Manning drive off together to kind of confront him. Mm-hmm. Conveniently enough, leaving Brittany alone with Ben, the driver, mm-hmm. where she can finally lose that virginity. <laughs> she finally drops that big V. Yep. Yeah. So, Zoe, so yeah, so the, Brittany, Brittany has sex. Zoe Saldana and Taryn Manning are driving to meet the fiancé. Taryn Manning doesn't know that's where they're going. She's been somewhat kidnapped by Zoe Saldana. Right. And she's very resistant. <laughs> and when she realizes what's happening, she's like, no, I don't want, I don't want to see him. I don't want to see him. I don't want to see him. And it's mm. like, why? It's my boy. It's my fiancé. What do you care? Mm-hmm. Zoe Saldana goes upstairs. And of course, she knocks on the door. Mm-hmm. And of course, the oh, fiancé... It's, it's, it's the classic. Like, he, he opens the door ajar... Um, just comes out and then, oh, it's you, looks back behind him. Yeah, no, I was just in there with well, one of my friends. He's really upset or whatever. And like, she's still not getting it. No, she's... she's it's so not, frustrating how she's not getting it. She's not the sharpest tool. But of, of course, there's a sexy lady in the yeah. bedroom with the fiancé. So yeah. clearly he's, he's cheating on Zoe Saldana. Mm-hmm. And then Tara Manning gets, when she sees this fiancé, mm-hmm. when she sees Zoe Saldana's fiancé face-to-face, gets really upset. Mm-hmm. And Zoe Saldana looks down and realises that the fiancé is drinking beer from a blue bottle. <laughs> this is when the movie really took a turn for me. Like this, this is when the movie like went from like, okay, this I can see where this is going. This movie's like following a straight line to like, hard left. Like... Oh because so much happens so quickly at this point, right? Like <laughs> yeah. I was shocked by this, <laughs> the direction this movie took in this next 10 minutes. Yeah. So Zoe Saldana looks at the blue ball and realizes that her fiance raped Tara Manning mm-hmm. and made her pregnant. Yeah. So she, she punches him square in the jaw, knocks yep. him out. Yep. Tara Manning runs down the stairs crying in mm-hmm. trauma because she's just seen her rapist, mm-hmm. trips over, mm-hmm. falls down the stairs and loses her baby. <laughs> And I was like, holy shit, this movie took a turn. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it really, this is what, this is when I was like, oh, Shonda Rhimes wrote this. Cause this is such a like Grey's Anatomy plot point. Like, right, right. right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So she's in hospital having fully lost her baby. Mm-hmm. Brittany goes to the hospital. Zoe Sardana goes to the hospital. They're all waiting around to make sure she's okay. Yeah. You know, or as okay as she can be in the circumstances. Mm-hmm. And Dan Aykroyd flies in because Brittany's called him and mm-hmm. said, daddy, I want to go home. Um, so Dan Aykroyd flies in and uh, offers to take the three girls home again. Well, mm-hmm. kind of demands that he's going to take the three girls home again. Yeah. Assumes that's what they're going to want. So yeah, once Tara Manning is suitably recovered from losing the baby, mm-hmm. uh, she forgives Zoe Saldana for it. She doesn't blame her, which is very nice. Mm. Uh, and the three of them get into a, a cab with Dan Aykroyd and he's going to take them to the airport and fly them back to Louisiana or wherever it was yeah. where they grew up. So while they're in the cab, Brittany spies Ben her love interest on the street mm-hmm. and she and she has a moment of realization and she tells Dan Aykroyd not to make her run like her mother did mm-hmm. she jumps out of the taxi 
runs, leaps into Ben's arms, <laughs> then goes to the audition that mm-hmm. Tara Manning was supposed to go to. Quick pause. How pissed off would you be if you were Dan Aykroyd as, mm-hmm. as in, in character in this film? Because like he's just paid for flights for himself to get over there and presumably flights for himself and the three of them. Yeah, he's get, down thousands. To get to get back. Like short-term flights as well, short-notice flights yes. as well. So, yes, yeah, Brittany is being a bitch. And he's all, he's all also complaining about, like, I've saved up all this money for you to go to college mm. and, you know, got you an inn at a hospital so that you could, you know, become a doctor and I'll pull lots of favors and everything. And, like, you just, you want to be with this guy then, do you? Yeah. Okay. No, I agree. Yes. Cool. He, he is, he is, as a humble mechanic, he is down thousands on, on Brittany's <laughs> little pipe dream here. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, she jumps up the cab, she runs to Ben, gives him a big snore, goes to the audition, once again performs her poem, <laughs> I'm not a girl, not yet a woman, now as a full pop song with a... F- what was this audition? I, I'm I'm not sure. Was it, was it American Idol? It, it kind of, yeah. Because it, it was like, like a, a full band setup. Mm-hmm. The, the two other girls get to sing backup for her. Yeah. Like... She gets to sing a whole song. Mm-hmm. If you when you audition, generally you get like ninety seconds top. She has mm-hmm. to do the whole song. Yeah, but it was a good song, though. It's a great song. Yeah. So she sings her. She sings the Britney Spears classic hit single. I'm not a girl, not yet a woman. Mm-hmm. She gets a standing ovation. The crowd <laughs> is obsessed with it. They love it. And then and then boom, end of movie. Yeah. Well, the three girls bury another time capsule on the beach in LA. And, yeah. like, and then we lived happily ever after. I mean, say on the beach in LA, lightly in the sand. Like, very lightly like, in the sand. Like that, that is going away very quickly. Sing, yeah, that's it. A single, <laughs> a single low tide and that, mm. that time capsule has gone forever. Yeah. yeah. But they do that and uh, yeah, the, mo- the movie ends very abruptly. Mm-hmm. And then we do get a blooper reel though. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed this. I mean, I like that it's sort of centered around... Britney is still on stage and just performing another single. Yeah, and, yeah and, and, another song from the album. Yeah, yeah. and like, I, I, I just loved it because I just sort of imagined like them filming this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the 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 closing scene of the uh, the audition, mm-hmm. and Britney saying, "Well, you know, we got the cameras here, and I'm on stage. Yeah, so yeah, while I'm on stage, I better just I can uh, do one more. Yeah, overprotected anyone? Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. yeah. Uh, does anybody want another one? Oh, oh you all want another one? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll sing you another one. Yeah." yeah. <laughs> you, you can, I mean, you can really tell a very serious movie when it has a blooper reel over the end credit. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, it's it's a very Oscar worthy. You know, so. uh, and yeah, and that is the end of Crossroads. Yeah, it's a good time. Mm. It's it's, it's I had a, insane. I, I, I had a good time with this. It's insane nonsense, but it's a good time. Yeah, yeah. cool. So drinking games. Yes. So we've already covered a few. Um, mm. We've called drink for underwear. Yeah, I was going to say drink every time Britney's midriff is exposed. Got midriff or she's here in, too. Or yeah. she's in some form of undress. Yeah, that is yeah. A, a very heavy one for this movie. You know, it's not just it's not just Britney as well. Zoe Saldana gets out a couple of times. Oh sure, I, mean, I don't doubt it, but yeah. Britney certainly is undressed in many sequences. In this mm. movie. Yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, but in general, drink for the camera focusing on body parts. Yeah. <laughs> just there, there is a lot of it in this film. It amazes me that this film was directed by a woman. Yeah. Yeah, because it really. doesn't feel like it, but sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, similarly, drink every time Britney's hairstyle changes. Yes, absolutely. Given that she is, you know, supposed to be like on the road with no money, like mm-hmm. her hairstyle just from scene to scene, it's different all the time. Yeah. The length, the cut, <laughs> the styling, it's great. Yeah, and it's always immaculate. Yeah, of course. It looks great. Any scene she's in, she looks great. Yeah. Um, on a similar line, drink for costume changes. Mm-hmm. I had a drink for denim. Yes, I feel like this is the yeah. peak of Britney's denim era. Yeah, 
It was a good time. Mm -hmm. Drink for hats. Nice. I guess Britney wears a variety of hats in this movie, mm -hmm. which I found endlessly entertaining. <laughs> you always do. None of them flattered her. Mm -hmm. uh, drink whenever they sing a non-Britney song. Yeah, drink for 90s pop, certainly. Yeah. Uh, there's Bye Bye Barbie and Sing. I guess mm -hmm. she was still dating Justin at this time, so mm -hmm. it was like cross promotion. Mm -hmm. uh, Shania gets in there. Cheryl Crow gets in there. Madonna at the start. Madonna. It's a good, it's a good soundtrack. I yeah, it's a bright it a good soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. Very good soundtrack, and there's a Britney album in there. And, and it's half a Britney album, yeah. Yeah. Uh, drink whenever the car is a character. Oh, I had drink for dangerous driving. Yeah. I feel like we have the same drinking <laughs> game as pretty much this, this, year, this week, but yes. Yeah. Yes. There's a lot of scenes where I was like, oh, I don't feel like I trust you girls to be driving at this moment. Like, <laughs> it seems yeah. dangerous. Yeah. yeah, there's a fair bit of that. Mm -hmm. Drink for toxic masculinity. Great. From the Ben guy, obviously, and also from Dan Aykroyd, and I guess any man in this movie. Seems, yeah. It seems to happen a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last one I got is drink when she calls her dad. Drink whenever she calls her dad and then hangs up on him straight away. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a lot of that. Uh, okay, I had a few more. Uh, I had drink every time the girls disregard the very real danger that they're sharing a car with a murderer. <laughs> uh, drink for songs from Britney's third album. Yep. That's a, that's a very productive one. Yep. And finally, drink every time someone in this movie takes a sip of cool, refreshing Pepsi. <laughs> Did you notice how much Pepsi product placement oh, was in this yeah. movie? Yeah. <laughs> There's so many scenes where they'll just be like, in the middle of a, a very deep conversation about how Tara Manning got raped that one time. And then it's just like, just like, just wait a second. I'm just going to take a very slow, slow gulp of cool, refreshing Pepsi. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I mean, this movie is... Lit. What, what are you going to do? This movie was produced by MTV. Like, it needed to make some money somehow. Yeah, it did, yeah. It wasn't the grocers. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> oh, very silly. Mm -hmm. Well, listeners, if that wasn't enough drinking games for you and you kind of wish there were more, mm -hmm. then you can subscribe to us on patreon.com slash set. You can get extended episodes. Mm -hmm. You can get more drinking games, more lesson submissions, more sequel ideas from us, mm -hmm. and just, you know, more bang for your buck. Mm -hmm. Uh, you can also get a few other features, such as a 30-second advert slot here on the main show, uh, once a month per person. You talk about whatever you want, your own podcast, your own business, just whatever you feel like promoting, if that's what you want to do. Yeah. But you want to talk for 30 seconds about nothing, go for it. Knock yourself out. Yeah. Um, let's see, what else do you get? You get our exclusive Facebook group, you get the extended episodes. Oh, of course, we do once a month do a Patreon episode, that's what this is. Yeah, you can choose a film for us to do on a on one of these episodes and we will do it for you. You can choose any film in the world. It can be mm -hmm. super obscure, super famous. We don't care. We'll yeah. do it. We love doing it because it's a way that we watch films that we wouldn't otherwise watch. Indeed. And that's a good time for us. Yeah, yeah definitely. Mostly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know what? I think it always has been so yeah, I've, far. No, I've never been truly horrified by a listener submission. Yeah. So, yeah. The closest we've come is The Greatest Showman, but... We that both, was a good time. We both agreed that we still enjoyed it loads. I had a great time with it. Yeah, I enjoyed show. it way more than I expected to. Mm -hmm. And same with this. Yeah, this was a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah. I, yeah, I've had a really good time with this. So, so yeah. thank you, Alice. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, thank you all Patreons who have uh, chosen films for us and mm -hmm. uh, we want more in the future. So yeah, patreon.com slash beyond the box set. Indeed. Let's see, Alex. Uh, what do you think of Jaws? which is at 97% Rotten Tomatoes. I find it to be anti-shark propaganda. What do you feel about the Entourage movie, which is at a meager 33%? I think they finally got Hollywood right. How about It Follows, 97%. Worse than your parents giving you the sex is evil talk. 
How do you feel about Juno, which is at 94%? That would be a movie that celebrates a teenage homewrecker. Uh, how about Bewitch at 25%? Best television adaptation ever put to film. How do you feel about American Hustle at a towering 93%? Overwrought awards bait. Righteous Kill, 19%. The movie that Michael Mann wishes he had made when he created Heat. Sounds about right. I'm Julio. I'm Alex, and we are the Contrarians. As you can tell, our thing is that we rage against the Rotten Tomatoes machine. Regardless of what we really feel. Find us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn. Facebook, Twitter, we're everywhere. Right, okay, let's move on to sequels. Yeah, do you want to go first? Sure. So mine is called Crossroads U-Turn. U-turn. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah. so she's turning back again. Mm-hmm. But on. for uh, British markets, doing a UE. Doing a UE. Okay, yeah. sure. Tell me more. <laughs> okay, so 20 years later, mm-hmm. let's catch up with our core gang. Okay. So we start off with Zoe Saldana. Mm-hmm. She's now a successful small business owner of some kind. Okay. It's not important what, but you know, something like she runs a gym or a salon or a cafe or something. But I can buy it, yeah. Yeah. Saying that she's still stuck in the small town. She's still in that small town. Okay, yeah. great, yeah. But uh, yeah, she's done pretty well for herself. She's been married for about 15 years, got a couple of children, aged sort of 10 and 8 or something like that. It's all going well for her. It's all going very well. Apart from she's got a few suspicions about her husband. Okay. Casting for her husband, Matthew Perry. Zoe Saldana and Matthew Perry? Yeah. Wanted to be like completely... What's the... What's, 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 mismatched? Yeah, mismatched. Yeah, yeah. He's punching way above his weight. In oh, yeah. Pairing, but sure, okay, yeah. fine. So, like, he's punching, but also she's got suspicions that, like, he's not he's not staying loyal in a marriage. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Don't okay. Know, don't know where we're going to go with that, but we'll see. Sure, yeah. Um, so, it's Taryn Manning. Mm-hmm. Uh, since her brief stint in the hospital at the end of the original, she has grown up and become a nurse. Okay. So, yeah. In fact, in this sequel, um, just thought I'd bring in a little real, real world event, because I imagine any film that has Britney in it would be a, uh, try and be a a statement punching mm-hmm. above yeah um so she's recently been a covid nurse she's, oh okay um and uh you know she's having a pretty rough time of it as i imagine sure um at home she's got three children who she kind of resents she mm. loves them for being her children but she you know she has a pretty rough time of it is she still with the father of any of these uh no she's, sing- she's a single mom okay all, all the fathers don't actually know that they exist okay and she's still living in that small town as well same as yes. okay yes so she is one ragged mm-hmm they both get a call from Britney. Okay. Voice only at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you got you got to you got to build up the reveal. It's like, it's like sharing Mama Mia. Make exactly. him, make him wait. Make him wait. Yeah, yeah. big time, big okay. time. So yeah, she's asking if they want to meet up and do another road trip thing. Okay. And they're going to search for that box they buried twenty years ago and sort of like flash back to how their lives were then. Okay. So you know they're going back to the beach. They're doing a U-turn. They're going to go back to the oh, beach. Oh, I see. Hence the title. Okay, I like it. Yeah. And yeah, so they all agree it's been a it's been a rough couple of years recently. They've had some. Yeah, had, had some tough times and it'd be nice to get a break mm-hmm. and yeah, go on a road trip and go on holiday and sort of, you know, flash back to their old lives and how great everything was in the last film, I guess. And, sure, yeah. And we see from some of the montages uh, that we get, as you get in every Harry Chapel joint, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> that uh, Britney in the last 20 years has become a global superstar. Nice. Okay, of course. Um, I mean, she has she's become Britney Spears. Yeah. She has her own music career, su- successful model, and has, you know, deals for makeup and perfume and all sorts. She's an A-list, yeah. She's a star. Absolutely. But she's not been seen in the public eye for a few years. Oh, okay. She's um, taken a few so, years. So, yes, yeah, so she's, she's having a bit of a rough time of it as well, but we don't really know what... Um, she's been, you know, kind of forgotten a little bit, but mm-hmm. you know, she's been 
that level of superstar that she's probably she's still loaded. Of course, yeah, she's Britney bitch. Um, yeah. So yeah, a couple of days later, Britney's limo arrives in town. Mm-hmm. Uh, word has got out that she's coming, so you know there's there's quite a crowd that have been drawn. Mm-hmm. Um, Zoe Saldana and Tara Manning, they're both they're both there, like big rucksacks with them or whatever. A lot of outfits. Sure, yeah, many costume changes. Yeah. yeah. The door, the door of the limo opens, and we get the classic shot of a foot coming out. Nice. Okay. It's a man's foot, though. Oh, okay. And we get a slow reveal of a fancy three-piece suit worn by Britney's producer, composer, guitarist, and life partner, Ansel Mount. Oh, he's back. Okay. He's still around. Okay. So they cool. stayed together. They had their happily ever after. Oh, good for them. Okay. Zoe and Taryn are both cheer with delight and run over and give him a big hug. Okay. Like, they love him. He's not a murderer anymore. Yeah, they love nice. him. They've, they've made peace with that. Yeah. yeah. Now, the door opens again, comically, mm-hmm. and one foot comes out, revealing a high-heeled red stiletto. This is Britney, right? Paparazzi cameras are flashing, the crowd is cheering and growing in anticipation, and a figure steps out of the car and reveals, Britney got fat. No. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There was an audible, ah, oh, in the crowd. <laughs> oh, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Summed up comically by Zoe and Taryn's confused faces. Okay. Britney runs over like, she's not like obese or anything just she's not Britney okay sure yeah. she runs over to them and hugs them both as the crowd quickly thins and uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> she's gaining weight guys let's get out of here <laughs> the girls welcome each other comment on all you know their appearances and catch, catching up over the last 20 years sure and uh, yeah then they say like, well should we get going then because you know we've got about a week's drive or something to, to do so they they go over to the limo and uh, maybe Zoe Saldana like goes to get in, but then Ansel Mount says like, "No, no, no, we're not going in the limo." And everybody looks disappointed at this, like, mm. "Oh, we really wanted to go in the limo. Like, we're just from this small town." So they're just... reconnect. They're doing it the old yeah. school way. They're doing the, li- like, the, li- the, li- the limo way. drives up. The driver drives the limo away, parked behind it. Mm-hmm. It's Ansel Mount's car. Uh, okay. And they're Good like, job. "Oh, not that clapped out banger." Mm-hmm. Okay. But it turns out he's. You know, he, he's got Britney money. Sure. He's been working on that for 20 years. It's been Britney fully, money. Yeah. That is, that is a pretty, pretty fancy car it's right now. It's souped up, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's pimped that ride. <clears> yeah. yeah. So all four of them get in uh, with Ansel at the wheel. He's driving. And uh, yeah, he revs it super loud and drives off. Like headbands flying off into the distance. Sure, yeah. yeah. And the road trip begins. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a trip of self-discovery. Nice. Brittany, being the wise old being that she is. Wise old being, um, Brittany. She uh, shares a lot of life lessons with them along the way, mm-hmm. and they all start learning some things. So that's what I've got to so far. Okay. Um, What's want... their destination again? So I was, I was saying that they were, they, were going to, they were going back to that California beach somewhere to go and oh, try... to dig up the... Yeah, um... to, try, to try and dig up this box, but... It's not about the box. No, it's not. It, the it, chair, it's yeah. not. It's not. Yeah, it's it's very much not about the the, the destination. Mm-hmm. I want them to go to Vegas. Nice. Yeah. Definitely. And well, this is very veering very close to what I did. Okay. Sorry. So no, no, no. That's fine. You went <laughs> yeah. to know. But maybe I should do my one, and then we can figure out an ending because because I right. feel they are genuinely like intersecting. Great. Okay. So I had a very similar basic plot point for mine. Yeah. Which is well, my sequel's called Crossroads Two in the Zone. Nice. Because that was the fourth Britney album. And I was thinking this could be like, just like <laughs> what this. What was the third one called? Um, it was called Britney. Oh, that's yeah, boring. Not, kind of boring, yeah. Why, I hate it when artists do a self-titled album and it's not their first album. I know. It's like, so come lazy, on. yeah. But anyway. It's um, not lazy. It's up themselves. It's, it's a little pretentious, yeah. Yeah. Well, I was thinking that because that, because the movie Crossroads was built around the songs from the Britney album, which mm. is, uh, I'm not a girl, not yet a woman. Mm-hmm. I love rock and roll. 
overprotected. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, this one could be all about the songs from her fourth album, which sure. is In The Zone. So this is, we'll, we'll get to it. So it's 20 years later. Britney is, much like your one, I thought Britney has gone on to be a megastar. She won that audition. Yeah. Yeah. She became a superstar. Yeah. But the girls' friendships have fallen apart and they're no longer in touch anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Britney has had some trouble with the media through the years. They've been very intrusive into her life. You know, mm-hmm. they've made things very difficult for her. They've Much like real life Britney, they've tried to report that she's crazy or whatever. If they say I'm crazy, <laughs> you know, all that. Um, also, her father, Dan Aykroyd, became her manager. Okay. But he is a, a very controlling manager. And she's had a lot of trouble trying to, like, extricate herself from his mm. controlling influence, basically. Which, again, because Britney in real life has a very controlling father, mm-hmm. allegedly. So that could be a whole thing. And also her mother, Kim Cattrall, even though she abandoned her when she was a nobody, mm. now that she's famous, Kim Cattrall has come out of the woodwork and has tried to, like, oh, really? cash in wow. on her, like, sold stories. And, wow, yeah, goddamn Kim Cattrall. It's been a rough... Yeah. Rough few years for Britney, yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, Zoe Saldana, mm. she went on to become a tabloid journalist. Okay. Yeah, that tracks. Yeah, because, you know, she was very, you know, rich and poised and successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and her friendship with Britney was irreparably harmed mm. when she sold tabloid stories about her. Mm-hmm. She used her close friendship with Britney to, like, become a tabloid journalist mm-hmm. and then sold stories. So then Britney could never trust her again. Yeah. So they've not spoken since. Okay. And Tara Manning... And are the stories that she writes, are they still all Britney-centred or not? Yeah, she's basically a tabloid journalist who focuses almost exclusively on Britney. So right. she's she's like a real parasite. She's just like yeah. leeching on Britney's fame, basically. And Britney's mm-hmm. like over it. Meanwhile, Tara Manning obviously was the one who wanted to be a star in the first place, but she couldn't get over her stage fright. Mm. Her auditions all failed. Mm-hmm. She, ended up, she ended up going back to Louisiana, back to the hometown, yep. raising a few more kids and not really making a huge amount of herself. So mm. she's obviously a little bit bitter that Britney went on and had this huge career and she ended up going back to hometown. And again, the two of them have not really stayed in touch. Mm-hmm. So that's where they're all at. But kind of, yeah, so it intersects with yours because I also think that Britney has spent a few years out of the limelight. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could open with her divorcing Ben because I don't, I don't really care about his character, the yeah. Anson Mount character. Oh. I, I, I just I didn't think that love story was that compelling. So I just wanted to, I want to make this more of like a female empowerment story. So sure. I, it doesn't need a love interest, but that could be a great opportunity to burn through some of her famous hits. Nice. So maybe we open with her in divorce court, mm-hmm. divorcing Ben after mm-hmm. 20 years of marriage. And uh, so the judge calls Brittany up and says, do you have anything further to any further statements to make Miss Spears on your marriage to this mm-hmm. man? And uh, she gets up and she says, yes, I have, a, I have a prepared speech. And uh, that's when she reads out the lyrics to the song Toxic. (laughs) (laughs) And that's how she gets a full settlement because he's toxic and she's slipping under. Yeah, but isn't it like, don't you know that I'm toxic? No, well, in this version, he's toxic. Don't you know that he's toxic? Yeah, he's toxic. I'm slipping under. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't work perfectly. I'm just going. (laughs) So Brittany divorces him. She's a divorcee. Yeah. But she, but because of her marriage and because of her personal problems, she's actually been out of the industry for several years. She's not released mm-hmm. an album. She's not done any music for a while. Mm-hmm. But she's she's actually preparing, as we check in on her in this movie, after her divorce, she prepares to have a grand comeback with a new show in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. which is called The In The Zone Show. Cool. Yeah. Before the rehearsals start, though, she has to go back home to Louisiana, her hometown, to be the guest of honor at her high school class of 2022 graduation ceremony, mm-hmm. where she'll give her like a speech to say, look, I was the valedictorian of this class. And I was a, 
I was a nerd who couldn't even lose my V, mm-hmm. and now I'm Britney Spears, bitch. So, you know, <laughs> she, she's giving this very empowering speech to the next generation of kids. Yeah. And Zoe Saldana follows her down in her role as tabloid journalist to mm-hmm. kind of, like, try and get a story, get a scoop. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Tara Manning's obviously already there because she never really left. Uh, and so, obviously, that's going to cause the three of them to get back together again. Right, true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, the three of them meet up again, and obviously there's going to be some confrontation around the fact that Zoe Saldana is trying to be a tabloid pap or whatever. Mm. But they end up deciding, to the three of them, they make up, they have a drunken night again, and they decide to go on another road trip to go back to the beach, like in your one, mm-hmm. and dig up the time capsule. And that's mm-hmm. where the two intersect, you see. Sure. So I'm just thinking the main part of the movie, like your one, is going to be a road trip between the three women. Yeah. And I'm, I'm thinking that Brittany wants to do it to get away from the whole tabloid a-list megastar lifestyle so she that's why mm-hmm. she really wants to do this with no bodyguards no managers mm-hmm. just a clapped out or banger in her two old friends from school who are the only two people in the world even though they've not spoken in a long time mm. because they knew her before she was famous they're the only people she can literally trust to like see her for who she really is yeah and not see her as a star so yeah. that's why even though they've not stayed but friends, she probably needs to like to build that trust back with she does she does but they're the only people she can do it with she can't do it with a new person because mm. they'll always see her as britney spears pop star first yeah so these two people are so important in her life meanwhile zoe sardano initially only goes along with it to try and get a scoop mm-hmm. but as the movie goes along her heart melts and she realizes that she loves britney as a friend first and foremost and she doesn't want to sell her out does she like, regret all the things she that regrets she's done like, as a paparazzi yes, they, have a bothering tearful, her. they have a whole tearful thing yeah, yeah. and sarah manning's not really had an opportunity to really do much of anything for the past 20 years because she's kind of been stuck in this town so she's mm. initially she resents britney for like being the star but then as as the trip goes on she realizes how hard being a star is mm-hmm. and how much like intrusion goes into it and she realizes that it would never have been anything she would have been able to handle. Mm. And she kind of, her and Brittany kind of reconcile and make up as well. So the three of them, they reform those bonds basically. Yeah. But I'm thinking similar to your one. Uh, so I think I'm thinking similar to your one. It's going to end up with them on the beach mm-hmm. in LA. They, they mm-hmm. drive back to LA where they buried the last time capsule. Yeah. And like your one, they start digging and it becomes immediately apparent that that, it's it's in the ocean mm. like it is <laughs> yeah like a low tide you know they didn't bury it like you said they didn't bury it very deep so a single mm-hmm. low tide has swept out so they, they can't find the time capsule basically mm-hmm. they never can but in do in the searching and in the road trip they realize that the true the true time capsule was in their hearts mm-hmm. it wasn't on the beach so they yeah. they learned that it was the journey not the destination that matters and yeah. so it's all about their repairing their friendship oh, i like that yeah i, f- I realized i didn't work in enough britney spears in his own songs ah that's fine yeah, because there's also me against the music and uh, outrageous and every time, but it's become much more of a writing challenge for you to do that. It does, yeah, it was yeah. tricky. Uh, you could figure it out, but ultimately, I want it to be a story of female friendship, basically. Yeah, that's so, nice. Yeah, so I think both of our sequels end up in the same place, which is yeah. them on the beach looking for a time capsule that's already, that's already gone. Been, it's it's gone. They're not going to get it back, but mm-hmm. they realise that actually that wasn't what mattered. What mattered was yeah. the friendships they made along the way. For me, I wanted them all to realise the things that they've got and suddenly be thankful for them. Mm-hmm. So, uh, for me, there's a, well, basically Zoe Saldana and Tara Manon kind of have this, the same little realization and do a U-turn and start loving their families again. Okay. Yeah. And that, uh, maybe Zoe Saldana's suspicions on, uh, on Chandler, um, sure. <laughs> are uh, completely made up, completely in her head. Oh really? So he's a loyal husband. Yeah. And it, it, it yeah, it, it turns out that he's well, just be been fair, loyal the whole time. Matthew Perry and you're married to Zoe Saldana, you're going to be loyal. <laughs> you won't push that boat. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, and that Tara Manning, you know, she 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 may resent where her three children came from, you know, from different husbands who mm-hmm. have all, you know, just completely disappeared. 
but actually, she's got these three wonderful children that she absolutely loves. Yeah. And so she counts her blessings. Yeah. Okay. I never really pinned down what Britney's thing was, but I just thought I'd make a joke about her being fat, which sure, okay, yeah, <laughs> paints me in a brilliant light. It does. Um, but uh, no, I started doing that. I just. Couldn't really think of anything else. Okay. Well, maybe she comes to terms with the fact that she's in a good place. The, the, yeah, that the, 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 like fame isn't everything and maybe yeah. she needs to put effort into her mental health. Exactly. Maybe, yeah, she, maybe, yeah. she focuses more on the friendships that matter than... Yeah, maybe may, may, maybe maybe Britney's thing was that she was trying too hard to be Britney. Yeah. And it broke her. Mm-hmm. And like for the last couple of years, like she's completely broken down and that's why she's in the state that she is. <laughs> yep. Mentally as well as physically. Okay, sure. And... Uh, <laughs> judgmental my god <laughs> and yeah and and then she then she's sort of taking a u-turn on you know wanting to be britney and it's decided that like no no i don't actually need that i don't need to be yeah i don't, I, I don't need to be how the, how the public is supposed to see me yeah. i can just be i can just be me is this more poetry <laughs> is this the lyrics she's writing <laughs> <laughs> definitely yeah okay great um yeah and then he'll singing I great no i like it sure. <laughs> so Okay. What was yours called again? Uh, Britney Spears. Uh, sorry, Crossroads Two in the Zone. <laughs> this film isn't called Crossroads. It's called Britney, isn't it? Yeah, it is the it's, it's the Britney <laughs> yeah. area. No, Crossroads cool. Two in the Zone. Cool. And then Crossroads U Turn. Both good. Yeah. Both good. Yeah. Nice. Excellent. Good. Nice. I'm, I'm happy with that. Yeah. Right. Should we do some listener submissions? Sure. Uh, got... So first of all, we've got. Our, are we doing listeners or Patreons? Well, we always start with Patreons. We've got yep. a couple of um, audio submissions here. Yeah. Let's hear them. <clears throat> So we asked our Patreon listeners, sorry. Oh yeah, we asked them a question this week as we well. Did. We did, we thought yeah. we'd ask them specifically, because we're now reaching the end of this season yeah. of uh, pop stars turned actors. We asked our patrons who they feel the greatest pop star or musician turned actor is, or the best mm-hmm. performance by a pop star turned actor. Yeah. And uh, this is what they submitted, so let us know, guys. Yeah. Hi, Harry. Hi, John. This is Ant of Pods Up North fame, and most recently, podcast-wise, from Wrestling With The Champ. To answer your question straight away, there's one musician that springs to mind, and I've thought about this before, so I'm really pleased to have this opportunity to answer this question, which I've asked myself. And hands down, the best acting performance by a famous musician in a movie has to be Bjork in Dancer in the Dark, a performance that she didn't want to do initially. She just wrote the music and was convinced to play the role by Lars von Triers, who directed it. That film got the Palme d'Or at Cannes, and she also got Best Actress. Then one of the songs that she did got nominated for an Academy Award for Best Original Song. And after all of that, she said she found the filming so emotionally draining that she did the ultimate and possibly the first ever mic drop in that she gave that incredible performance and then walked away from acting and said she would never act again. It's a film that really affected me when I saw it and really surprised me because of her performance. And so in terms of answering this question, there's nobody else I can really compare it to because I don't think this was an ego thing that she went into. And it's a very pure, very arresting performance. Highly, highly recommend it. Anyway, I hope you're well and can't wait till the cinema's open again so we can go and watch some movies. And if you've run out of movies to watch, you can always come and listen to my acting performance, which some may say is on a par with Bjork's in Dancer in the Dark. Others may not. You'll find that in the multi-award nominated podcast, Wrestling with the Champ. Good night. God bless. Take care. 
have a great weekend week month day afternoon depending on when you listen to it you can edit that bit out love you oh thank you Ant. <laughs> lovely nice um, good yeah. message Good pal of the good pal of the pod, Ant. Um, I agree. I think that is a fabulous performance. The only reason yep. I didn't bring it to this season because I, I have seen Dancer in the Dark. Mm. I, I'm guessing you have not. No. The only reason I've not brought it to the podcast is because it is depressing. Right. It is a very sad movie. Right. A very upsetting ending. Yeah. And I think if we were to do it on this show, <laughs> we'd like get to the point where it was like, let's pitch a sequel, and we both just be like, oh. <laughs> Like it's it's a great film and Ant is correct. She Bjork's performance is astonishing. Mm-hmm. The music is amazing. Mm-hmm. I would definitely say listen to the soundtrack, but too depressing for this podcast. Okay. But an amazing, amazing performance. And Ant yeah. is absolutely correct. But yeah. Nice. Very, very good. And I agree completely. It is an amazing performance. So mm-hmm. good good shout. Who's next? Okay, next we've got Joe Walsh. Oh, from uh, How to Survive Your Twenties, I believe. Hi, Harry and John. Um, so the there, are, I guess there are two people that I want to recommend uh, for this prestigious award of best musician in a film. The first one would be <laughs> uh, Phil Collins. He was in actually in Pan. He's only in it for like a couple of minutes, but he's the guy that uh, not Pan, sorry, Hook. Um, he's the guy that they put in the the boo boo box and they put scorpions in. Um, <laughs> very uh, very powerful performance there. And then the other guy, actually, because I guess in the last couple of years, uh, while it was, is Justin Timberlake. Uh, he's kind of more established as an actor now, but in um, The Social Network, I thought he was actually very good in that. Um, he played a very good, annoying business guy. So there you go. Very good. Yeah, no, I, um, I, I did consider bringing Justin Timberlake into this. Mm-hmm. Um, in hindsight, I kind of wish I did because I feel like both of my films were they, they, they kind of flopped in their own ways. I don't. I was always going to do both the films I picked. Sure, but uh, yeah. Well, there's a, we'll probably do this season again next year. Oh um, yeah, sure, sure. And you can bring you know Justin's done many a film. You can bring him in at another time. If you yeah. Want, yeah. No, there's the, the, there's at least one of Justin's that's been on my list for quite a while. Sure. Is so, it the Social Network? No. Okay. <laughs> Where are we going to go with that? True. True. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Fine. Well, I'm, I'm open to it. Any yeah. more? Uh, yeah, we have got one more. Um, as always. We have the third Beatle calling in. Oh, uh, Louise Ball. Hi, guys. A very special happy birthday to John Paul Lucas. Um, Happy birthday, old chum. Old being the operative word. Um, I'd like to give you my listener submission for Crossroads. Uh, So it's Crossroads 2, the road safety awareness video. Um, It's literally (laughs) just like a frame by frame um road safety video going through what all of the things that they do wrong in crossroads because there's some pretty horrendous road safety in this film which is quite misleading for its tween audience um i did however think britney's acting held up um a little bit sad for me in in light of the recent free britney documentary but nevertheless i did enjoy the film so um thanks guys and i'll I'll see you next week. Bye. You know what? I love the idea 
mm-hmm. of Britney Spears just starring in a road safety, like an old school road safety video, <laughs> where she's like doing the green cross code, but she's like, where, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, know, no, I like it. Stop, look, listen, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I can see it. I can totally see that. Yeah, so. no, I'd be on board with that. Good shout, Louise. Yeah, <laughs> thank you very much. Yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed this film. Yeah. I, I had a when I suggested this, I was like, you know what, Harry could go one or two ways, but I know Louise will have a lot of fun with this because <laughs> yeah. she's like me. She's a child of the Britney era, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Great. Well, thank you to our Patreons for doing those uh, call-ins. If you would like to do a call-in on a future episode, please do consider becoming a Patreon. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Should we go to regular listener submissions now? For the... Yes. I'll, I'll, I'll just talk. Our cheap-ass, non-paying listeners. You know? <laughs> a bit harsh. But... I'm joking. I love you all. Okay. So, Adam Kushner said, How to Get Away with Crossroads, starring Kerry Washington, Viola Davis, and Britney Spears. Nice. That's obviously a riff on How to Get Away with Murder. Yeah, but... yeah. Because that was also written by Shonda Rhimes. So. I, that's not a surprise. Yeah. Sarah Pater said, It's a legal thriller in which Zoe Saldana's character is a boss-ass bitch lawyer who fights to get Lucy out of an involuntary conservatorship. So again, this is like Britney in real life being mm-hmm. under the control of her manager dad. Tara Manning is the social worker assigned to her case. Dan Aykroyd returns as the controlling father. And Justin Long returns as his attorney. Kerry Washington cameos as the judge. Nice. So I'm guessing a lot of these sequel ideas are bringing in the Kerry Washington because she's like Shonda Rhimes, you know, go-to actress. Yeah, so it's yeah, like yeah. entering that Shonda Rhimes cinematic universe, I guess. Mm-hmm. Dennis Fanning said, Crossroads 2, cross my heart and hope to die. <laughs> Britney is in love <laughs> with death. <laughs> Britney battles her way across an arid landscape of broken promises and broken dreams to break some heads. 89 minutes long and rated R. Wow, Britney the goth years. That sounds harsh. Yeah. I like this. Mm-hmm. Is her hair black? It might be. He hasn't specified, but maybe. Yeah. Wow. Uh, wow, what a, what, a, what a time. What a what a pitch. I like that a lot. Andy Nipper said Crossroads 2. Oops, she did it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, great. And uh, this is funny. Auntie Kankipo said Crossroads 2, Bone Fugs and Harmony. Okay. That's, do you know the song, See You at the Crossroads, 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 See You at the Crossroads? You no. might know the Blazing Squad version? Mm, no? No. It's passed you by. Fine. It's a very famous song. Um, <clears throat> was Britney's, it in the music videos? What? Was it in the music videos? It was in the music videos, yes. It came out after this song, yeah. Oh, right, after cool. this film. Britney Spears is stuck in a spooky cemetery and has to battle skeletons and other rough characters. <laughs> and she has to do it using the power of song. <laughs> Great. Uh, Trinity Johnson said, Crossroads 2, Dead End. Yep. Yep. Uh, over on Twitter, at Craptaculous, <laughs> great name, said, It's the Cross Trilogy. In the first sequel, Brit and friends fight the midlife blahs by traveling the country and crashing boot camp gyms in CrossFit. Mm-hmm. 20 years later, the third sequel appears, where Brittany and friends sit in hotel lobbies with coffee and newspapers as they travel to Florida in Crosswords. Nice. And finally, at underscore Doynton, Again, this is not a sequel pitch, but just an observation. Said, I saw this in the cinema on my 10th birthday. It is one of my all-time awful favorite movies. <laughs> I think the Blazing Squad should star in the sequel. Again, yeah. Blazing Squad Crossroads. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Very good. Thank you, guys. Thank you for your thoughts on Crossroads. It's much appreciated. We ask for your listener submissions every week, a few days before we record, by putting posts out on Facebook and Twitter where you can post your ideas. So make sure you like and follow our pages if you don't want to miss out. To listen to more episodes of Beyond the Box Set, you can subscribe and browse our back catalogue on any podcasting platform, including Apple, Spotify, Google Play, and many others, all of which you can also leave a five-star review if you so wish. 
You can support us on Patreon for as much or as little as you think we're worth, and you'll get all the bonus features, including being part of our new live call-ins. You can find all those links in the description below or at beyondtheboxset.com. Mm-hmm. And next week, Harry... Yes? <laughs> can and, I help you? And next week, Harry, <laughs> it's my pick. We're okay. going back to three picks. Okay. We're going back to just random choices. Yeah. So I've decided, at least for the next few months... Yep. You know, I can't promise I'll stick to this for very long, but... Mm-hmm. Based on your, you know, I've said before, you did ask me at the end. Yeah, of yeah, we got it. You did not do films. bad films. So I'm going to try and just like rattle through some of my very favorite films that I think could have a, a good sequel. Mm-hmm. With that in mind, I'm going to pitch for next week that we're going to do a film that I really like. It's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. I hope you like it too. We'll see. Called You Can Count On Me. Okay. I have not seen this. Do I know it? I don't think you will. It's from the director of Manchester by the Sea. Okay, but that is not a screaming endorsement. It's not. It's not that depressing. It's not that depressing. It stars an actor who is very big in the MCU, right. which might help you. Okay, uh, I think you'll like it. It's not. It's not as sad as uh, Manchester by the Sea. It's really not. It's really not. It's. It's a lot more nuanced than that. Okay, we'll see. I think it has an ending that suits a good sequel. I'll okay. say that. So yeah. So we'll see how you feel. But next week, yeah, a classic Oscar-nominated film called You Can Count on Me. Brilliant. Cool. I like it. Great. Thanks, everybody. Yep. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Oh, and happy birthday, John. Oh, thank you. I used to think I had the answers to everything. But now I know that life doesn't always go my way. It feels like I'm caught in the middle, and that's when I realize that I'm not a girl, I'm not yet a woman. All I need is time, just a moment that's mine. And while I'm in between, I'm not a girl. I liked it. <laughs>